This podcast is brought to you by The Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hamster wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, but proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves. I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Hello and welcome everybody to the Business Habitat. I am your host, Sam Dean. Super excited to have you here today. Still kind of getting used to the name Business Habitat. I'm so excited about it. And today I want to talk to you about a concept, a deficit that underpins my vision and why Business Habitat exists both in this podcast form and as our core offering. And that's what we call the expert deficit. This is a deficit that's caused firstly by us spending years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, but proportionally little learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms. So secondly, we get away with this because our services are expert-based. Therefore, to our customers, the problem that our services are solving is usually caused and therefore defined by some kind of compliance requirement. So that is either legislatively or by law required or by some other either banking, insurance, et cetera, requirement. You know, if you think about this, I have an electrical problem. I have to go to an electricity uh, electrician to have that fixed. I have a legal problem. I need to go to a lawyer. Expert businesses don't have to define their problem. The government has done it for us. And then if we're super lucky, they make it illegal not to solve the problem. As in, if you think about tax accountants, you have to lodge a tax return or you'll go to jail. So, that, you know, that's the, the ultimate form of the gap is that there's an element to our products that we don't actually have to define problems. And this has a massive amount of benefit, but there is also some pretty significant downside to it, which I'll explain further on. So I was first exposed to this way back in 2002 when my husband and I started an amazing and really hard experiment called TreeBiz. And it was a tree services company that my husbands and I started. It was a very non-expert business and I learned this the hard way. Please note that, you know, back in 2002 and then until really interestingly, very recently, I haven't really thought about how this part of my journey had such impact and really underpins a lot of my vision and drive today. And it's certainly, you know, if if I hadn't done this amazing thing around Treebiz and tell you what, sometimes it wasn't amazing at the time, we wouldn't be sitting here today talking probably about the business habitat either. So in my story gets very um, little airplay either here And until recently, it hasn't really got a lot of airplay even in my own hand. And it was only till I started really getting into this. I'm writing a a chapter for a co-authored book at the moment. I mean, the fact that I can even say that is kind of interesting (laughs) because these are the things that that we bravely do when you, you you really start 
looking at the expert gap and moving in. I mean, for me to write a book as someone who failed English and everything is pretty amazing. So it wasn't until I was really going through that process that I was really looking back around this time and thinking, what it is I learned? And it was just so amazing. So let's talk about some of the gaps I first came about. Well, the first one is something I do talk about a lot. So when I went into the tree business as an accountant, and that's my field of expertise, because I was a numbers person and numbers based, I really thought I knew everything there was to know about business. And that was the first gap. There was a whole lot of things around businesses, like I'd owned my own businesses up to the small businesses, started them up up to that point, that there was a whole lot of skills that I just wasn't even aware of. I think one of the key ones to this was the fact that there's a massive gap in the expert business model in that sales, sales funnel, education of the market was just not there. It was unnecessary, particularly in tax accounting firms, in that there's a very defined problem. And if you don't go to a tax accountant, you will literally go to jail. So we didn't need this whole part of the model. And one of the gaps that I didn't have as an accountant was actually understanding the financial statements and value of businesses. So going into this particular business, when we looked at similar styles of businesses, and we didn't want to pay any money, that was basically just a job. So that was a good thing. And in that process, another thing that I learned um, that I did know is, you know, get experts around you. So the business broker put us on to another tree business who interestingly back then was quite a very successful business on the Gold Coast. And he really wanted to scale that business and he knew he had a really good system. And what he had, this is back in 2002, was a kind of packaged marketing. And then from there on, so he used to help us with sales training for all our staff um, and particularly for myself and my husband. And then also they used to do all of our marketing where they basically, we just basically branded their existing marketing that worked. And from there, we went into a, a client relationship management system that then booked the appointments and we had a dedicated salesperson and a dedicated team that actually then did the work and there was no split across these roles. So what I learned there, you know, the big gap that I saw there is that in businesses, you need to find roles and there's different stages of that, but that Marketing and sales was an absolute key for growth. And we had to learn a whole lot of new skills around that that we had never, ever had before. And that's honestly what really drove our business. And interestingly, you know, as I've gone forward, working with lots of other styles of businesses, both in the expert and non-expert sides, is that the non-experts tend to concentrate a whole lot more on this side and tend to have businesses that are much more agile and can grow a lot faster. And so I'll explore that in a further gap that I discovered later on. So it was really interesting. Another aside from that too, is that when I went back into after, after this experience, when I actually went back into public practice and trying to, with my passion of really helping business owners, because another thing that I realized is it's really lonely being a business owner. And one of the big gaps is having people to talk to and people around you that are going through the same thing. When I went back into the financial safety of the accounting firms, I didn't get the change traction, both for myself and the businesses that I owned with the others, 
that I had in this business. So that was a really big gap for me. And how I look at that gap now is very much around the struggle gap, is that if we didn't make those changes and if we didn't learn, if my husband hadn't learned how to be a good salesperson um, and I hadn't learned how to really do that marketing, sales, et cetera, how to really get creative and make change, we literally wouldn't have eaten. So there was a real push on that. So one of the key things to change, of course, is you have to have the propensity for it. And I think a lot of the times when we do go and do things outside our expertise, we know that it's good for us and we know that it would make a big difference. But there's a certain amount of fear and the actual pain of doing it is greater to us than the actual pain of not. And what um, my husband actually said to this me to this the other day is that when he was doing the selling and everything and using the method that he had been taught, which is very basic sales, by the way, and then not following the system afterwards, because he didn't like that either, and he's a bit like me with that, is that he knew that the pain of not following the system was far greater than the pain of actually just doing, getting it done. And then he particularly talks about, you know, that difficult conversation when people haven't paid or people have done the wrong thing. He would rather avoid that than fly to the moon. But he knew if he didn't pick that phone up right away, the pain that that caused later was really huge. And so he still carries that to his day. So that's really one of the gaps too, is sometimes I think because we are in professions and expertise that have a very high degree of comfort to them, and we don't realize this because we haven't done the other way, that just the importance of that and why perhaps that does lead a bit of a gap in our change and the traction of change as well. So going on to this, another big gap that I saw is the gap of what I I was talking about before with the expert products. So there's a big gap in the education to the public. And one of the gaps that I think this is really affecting us that I would like to explore is We were entirely dependent on educating and disturbing the public around tree services. So we used to use the two most effective flyers, had some form of a tree over a house. And of course, we were going straight to the problem that if you don't get rid of some of these trees, this is what could happen. And it was very done. And we got exceptionally creative in that. And we also knew that the more we did that, the more TreeBiz itself, the actual brand, was then linked to, you know, damaging trees and stuff like that. So we were defining the problem, but we was also very much working on our brand. And this is another power that I've since realized when you have a big part and a control over your messaging, when you are actually defining the problem yourself, no one really had a preconception of us. So if you are trying to significantly change or break out, and I've struggled with this recently with myself, and this is another the reason for the move away from the name in-demand accountant, is that as a tree service, no one really had a preconception. So you think about this with accountants, they're boring, they just do tax, you know, et cetera. There's a whole preconceived marketing market idea out there. And so the first thing you've got to do if you do want to change is to shift that as well away from that. You're just behind the sorry. You're just behind the eight ball. Lawyers, they're sharks, and there's a whole range of things that I could go on. So every one of our professions has some kind of stigmatism behind that, and they're quite happy to 
call us in. But if we're trying to get outside that, if we're trying to move away from our expertise and to knowledge or transformation or whatever that is, is you know, we have to really work on that branding. And sometimes, as I have found out, that sometimes you actually have to drop it even though you don't want to. So it's a really interesting gap that we have that is not obvious. And I don't think it's obvious there's an absolute benefit to it in that we can be safe we don't have to problem define and all the risk it takes and time that it takes there. But then there's also that if you are, and I assume you are because you're listening to this podcast, wanting to really break out of that, use your expertise, but to change your businesses and, and your life, there, there's a certain gap to the challenge to that as well. The next gap that I realized was how we communicate and the accountability piece around that. And What I mean by that is there's a couple of elements to communication that I didn't realize was lacking and, you know, still have training programs to fill this gap today. And it's certainly one of the key elements of the business habitat is that the way you communicate and the way you lead is super important to your business. And we're not really taught how to do this. Most experts are trained reactively and we're trying to avoid any kind of hard feedback communication as well because we're not really trained to do it. What I did learn in TreeBiz is that frank, open communication is the key. Now, what was super interesting is the styles of people that I was dealing with were very different from what I was. They didn't have a professional background, and sometimes the communication was very abrupt and rude to say that the way and the language that was used was um, pretty frank. But I tell you what it was, it was open, it was direct, and it was always around the time of whatever has happened in the communication. And why it was abrupt, you knew exactly where you stood. You never really spent any time afterwards or before worrying about it. And you spent very little time, you know, bitching about it or or doing it in it because it was sort of come and gone as it did. And I think that this is one of the interesting things and the interesting gaps that I've seen going forward. Now, you have to be much more safe and communicative, but I tell you from a staffing and et cetera point of view, the accountability and the time that we spent on worrying about what people thought and everything was very little, very little. And there was no gaslighting or backdoor meetings or anything if there's something went wrong or you owed people money you heard about, you heard about it then. So there's a lot to be said for that. And while I looked back, you know, why at the time it was quite abrasive and, and uncomfortable, now I can really see the significance of it. Of course, there was a lot of inappropriate communication that went on. One thing I noticed now about that communication, it was never personal, ever. It was always about what happened as opposed to who you are or there was no personality person put put in it, which I think, you know, since I've done a whole lot of research and reading since and certainly, you know, real life experiences in this is that feedback when given about behaviour and circumstance is actually quite safe to have as opposed to feedback that's done from a personal front. So that's really interesting as well. So um, that's a big gap that we needed to use. And the negotiations that I had between blue-collar workers and white-collar workers was a whole different learning experience as well. And, you know, I've since, as I said, filled that gap up a lot (laughs) because, honestly, no matter what, 
what a style of business and if you've got your team on board and you can meet them where they're at and you can really listen to them which is what I learned to do there they will and I think being the non-expert in that business really helped me do that because I really got to know a lot about how the arborists work how the everyone else worked how the sales guys worked as well I spent a lot of time there and then absolutely had the empowerment of that. Whereas I think previously as an expert owner, I kind of thought I knew everything about what everyone else did. And that's not quite true. And I think the last thing which I've kind of touched on through that is the struggle gap. (laughs) Is that being in a non-expert business gave me that I'm now super grateful for was absolutely not super grateful for back then was that struggle, was that struggle, that gap between my ignorance of, yes, we're going to get this business going straight away, but that kind of taking away the comfort, if you like, and having to, this was the first time this had happened, but it certainly wasn't the last for me later on. I actually did things, you know, reflecting on it now, I did things to create that struggle that at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing and giving up my tax base was another trigger in the big firm and then completely getting out of straight tax businesses was the next one as well, is creating that moment of discomfort and struggle. And for me, that was super important for change. And I think that that is one of the reasons we struggle with it is because we don't have that struggle. We don't have that struggle gap. And I'm not by any means suggesting uh, that you should do anything with your financial security on this, but we need to actually somehow fill that without going to that extreme. Because really what that did is made me make lots and lots of mistakes, copious amount. And I learned stuff that I never really wanted to learn. Like I didn't really want to learn how to run a DOS-based CRM system, but I did. And that still holds me into good stead today, even with the digital ones. And I did things that I did not think was possible. We grew that business from zero to 900,000 in two years. Like it wasn't until recently that I really acknowledged that. And, you know, from zero to 15 staff members, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I would not have done that if we hadn't done the struggle. We also then, then later on really understanding the gap of where we want to be also made decisions later on that decreased the size of the business too. So, you know, using these skills that I learned not from an MBA, definitely reading and implementing and definitely listening to people, but learning them on the job in the business was so powerful and I think has really put me into great steps today. And there is one more gap (laughs) and that's the accountability gap. And that's around, you know, what I did notice, one thing about this business, because it was a safety, like a physical safety business, if you did not follow procedures out on the teams, literally you could smash a tree into a house or you could, you know, kill a person, lots of chainsaws, chippers and everything, you know, that it really, you know, had that element about it. And the accountability piece there was fairly easy. If you didn't follow a system or process, And those mistakes could still happen, but if the systems and processes will follow, we were covered. Fortunately, nothing too dramatic happened over time. It was probably one of the safest businesses I've ever worked in to this day. And people look at me and go, what do you mean? Like the financial safety wasn't as stable. 
and physically there was a, a lot of problems that could happen. And I think one of the reasons why it was because of the systems and the processes were strictly followed, the boundaries were very clear, the conversations were clear, precise, and while hard and sometimes extremely rude, done very quickly and very solidly. So from a psychological safety point of view, it certainly was one of the safest places I've ever actually worked in, which is quite remarkable, considering it was the only business I've ever owned that um, didn't have safety. So the accountability and the safety gap, you know, is a big one that I think is worth exploring as well. So what can you do to really start having a look at your expert deficiency? We all have it. I still have it. And that you can, you know, start really looking at and without taking that less traditional way that I did it. And this is one of the really important parts of the business habitat and what we're working towards. And it's our mission because we feel that experts really are the ones to take businesses together and take our expertise from sharing expertise services and transforming into knowledge and transformational businesses that this expert gap, if we can fill this going into the future, is going to be amazing for all yourselves listening as well. So what could you do and without doing the non-traditional way that I did? One is to not acknowledge first up the privilege that it is to own or lead or maybe be in these expert businesses that we don't have and to not take the plus sides to them for granted. I think that sitting in awareness and acknowledgement is the first step to looking at the gaps. Then think about what you really want and what that what you want, not what you should want. I think one of the big things we work with with people is that we have a very societal look at what we should want and what success looks like in our businesses, but it really has to be on our own terms. And then think about how you might be able to create some urgency that you could put in place that would make some of the uncomfortable leaps that you need to do to get there. We need to be able to create enough friction that the discomfort of staying where you are is more than the discomfort of doing the things that you need to do. So you need to think about that. Some of the things I am seeing these days, which I think are even more relevant and more powerful than the financial struggle bit is the level of burnout, the level of fatigue that people are feeling, the level of I'm really not meeting my purpose and I don't know what that is. So maybe that's something like that for you. And just have a think if you think that there is some gaps and you write them down, just try with one little one. And it could be as simple as I think my communication could be you know more consistent with my staff. So saying hello to everybody when you're working or just try something right now. And of course, the major thing that I would love you to do that is, is to jump on our website, blueprinthq.com.au and hit the work with us and find out some more information and see if we can help. We are so passionate about this or just continue listening to the podcast as it might be. Because I promise you, if you can build strong awareness around your own expert deficit, this will allow you to start to build businesses that you want on your own terms. So we'd love to hear from you. Again, jump on our website. Links are below. Please, as always, continue the conversation and be brave. 
Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like to have a further conversation with, jump on blueprinthq.com.au and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation. As always, be brave.